Today on the Master Builders Elevate podcast, I am joined by Rebecca Hodges. Rebecca is a design manager at Somerset and also holds the role of president at NAWIC. NAWIC is the National Association of Women in Construction and promotes women's advancement in the industry through diversity, inclusion, and professional growth. Provides a platform for women in construction to connect, share insights, and collaborate through events, programs, and advocacy. Rebecca herself took a slightly less conventional path to her role in construction. You'll learn about that in our discussion today, and also the huge progress that NAWIC has made and how they showcase their excellence through the NAWIC Excellence Awards. Rebecca, so great to have you on the Elevate Master Builders podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an absolute delight. And we know that you're somewhat of a uh, bastion, a role model for women in construction. Really interested to learn what's been your journey as a female in construction. I'm very much one of those people who fell into the construction industry. Uh, I don't think I would ever have considered that as an option when I was at school. I was one of those people who really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went to university. Uh, I did a degree in classics and philosophy of of all things. I very quick construction, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess there are some relevance in terms of the architecture side of things. But anyway, I studied that and um, part way through really realized that it wasn't going to lead to a specific job. So I started investigating other options and ended up doing, after I finished my degree, ended up doing a diploma of interior design. Um, I decided that the design side of things was something that I wanted to pursue. Um, so it was kind of from there that I then started this move more into construction. So I did my diploma, finished that as the uh, global recession in 2008 was, well, 2007, eight was in full swing. Ended up getting a job in uh, the manufacturing space um, where I was dealing with orders and uh, realized that actually I wanted to get more involved in, I guess, project management um, type roles. So it ended up being a bit of a chance conversation with a friend of mine that led to uh, a design manager cadetship. Um, and I had never heard of design management at that point in time, but kind of the rest is history from there. So I've recently uh, like celebrated 10 years in the construction industry. So yeah, and I, I do not see myself leaving, kind of found my place here. But Yeah. Uh, and a really interesting journey. Thank you for, for sharing that. And you also have a role in the National Association for Women in the Construction Industry. Yes. Did I get that the right yes. way around? Yes. So my, I'm president of NARWIC, um, but I, I refer to NARWIC as my um, my part-time job. I have a full-time job. I work as a design manager, and then um, the president role is kind of outside of that. Um, it's a fully voluntary role. And what are you trying to achieve through NARWIC? What's the, what's the objective of the organization? Part of what we do is we create a community for women in the construction industry. Um, a lot of our members are in a, a workplace where they might be the only woman, or they work on a site where they're the only woman. So at our work we are we very much a community where those women can kind of come and and be around other women who get it and who have similar experiences I guess to share so that community is a big part of what we do but um, also there's uh, advocacy as well where we I guess advocate for change in the industry um, with the intent to create a better industry for all so our uh, core values are include respect and inspire so we very much want to inspire 
um, I guess, anyone within the industry or outside the industry um, by sharing the stories of um, women who do amazing things in the industry. And we want to encourage more people in general to join the construction industry because there's obviously a... I guess, a lack of um, people to, to do the work that's required in the years to come. So we want to encourage more women particularly to join the construction industry because obviously women make up 50% of the population and um, don't represent 50% of the construction industry. So we would love to see more women join the industry. Sure. We know that there's been a, a lack of skilled labour in the construction industry for a long time. It uh, feels like we've been reading that same headline in the papers for, for decades now about the shortage of houses and we can never get enough built. So we definitely need more skilled labour. And as the uh, environment gets more technical and more complex and we you know we definitely need skilled people and being able to tap into the you know the female part of the population is is immense my understanding rebecca is around about now and you might have different figures for me but i understand it's about eight percent of the total construction industry workforce is female currently is that a number that kind of resonates with you we have a number of around about what well, varies around about 18 to 20 percent of the wider construction okay. industry but that number potentially includes uh, roles that I guess are outside of um, roles that would be seen as as construction, so um, or typical construction as, um, I guess, site-based roles. So 8% is probably more accurate of that. I'm guessing, yeah, more 20% is more accurate in terms of wider construction industry. Um, but it's hard to know. There's There seems to be a bit of a, a lack of good stats around the industry. Um, we would love to see more statistics around um, women in um, specific areas within the industry. That would be helpful for us to kind of encourage more women to join certain areas where there are less and we had those defined numbers around it. And having role models in the industry is such a powerful element to encourage more people into the industry. And we're, we're, we're starting to see some organisations be fortunate to have some other members on the podcast that are really actively promoting and they are you know doing things like taking their female team members into the school environments to actually talk to people coming through the school environment to go, hey, you, there are jobs in construction that work you know, great for, for all people, but certainly in that female context. So role models are important. And it's one of the opportunities that uh, NAWIC presents is I understand you run an excellence awards and that's a, a great place to uh, celebrate firstly, but certainly also uh, provide great example. Can you give us a bit of insight into what those awards are about and how you try to um, select people for those? How do nominations happen? How do you go about uh, selecting the winners, et cetera? So our awards, uh, we had our eighth uh, annual awards this year. Um, it started off in pretty humble beginnings. I think in the in the beginning, we probably had about you know thirty to fifty entrants, and the actual awards event was a pretty small affair. Uh, this year, we had two hundred and thirty eight entrants, which was up from about one hundred and ninety last year, which we thought we wouldn't be able to top. Our awards event was held at Tepai, and we had um, six hundred and forty people in attendance there. So. So we very much want to encourage women in the industry um, to nominate themselves. We have a number of different categories that cover 
the entire industry. So we want women to put their names forward, but we also want other people in the industry to think, actually, there's an amazing woman on my team. I want to nominate her. So we very much want to encourage, yeah, nomination and nominations for next year's awards open. I believe it'll be um, early in the new year. Our awards event, we want to get, I guess, as many people along to that dinner as possible because it's our opportunity to really showcase our recipients, our winners, our highly commended um, recipients. Um, some of these women have amazing stories. Um, myself and Stacey, who um, is now book founder, we were co-presenters this year. And so we sat down and wrote uh, the citations that we read out um, for these recipients. And we were blown away. Some of the things that these women do was amazing. And so to get up on stage and to read out these to an audience of people, to inspire them to, you know, see what they could be doing in the industry, to encourage more people in the industry, to to nominate their women in the, in, in the industry is, is kind of what it's all about. And yeah, we very much want to get the names of these women out there and to empower them as well to kind of achieve more in their career and to to back themselves as well. Sure. Celebrate and grow confidence through that. Can you share a couple of uh, stories or with, with some a couple of the recipients, some of those citations you did? We'd, we'd, we'd love to hear. Yeah. So one of the amazing projects, I guess, that is ongoing in the industry and um, probably a number of listeners have heard have heard about this is um, a project called Build Hers, uh, which is a Fletcher Living um, project in Auckland um, where they're, they're building one of their um, townhouses in Fanuapai. But the big difference with this particular townhouse is it's uh, designed and built solely by women. So two of our winners, well, um, one of our winners and one of our recipients are involved in the project. So uh, Aurelie Legal, um, who was uh, our winner in the Helen Tippett category, which is our kind of premier category where we celebrate women who um, have done a lot of work to advance other women in the industry. Um, it was her brainchild. And so she came up with this idea of, of having a project that was solely resourced by women. So um, yeah, getting to celebrate all the amazing work that she's done. And we also, one of our highly commended recipients um, in our rising star site-based category uh, was Jasmine Lawrence, who's the site manager on that project. So again, it was great to highlight the work that she's doing in that space and and to encourage um, attendees at the event to follow along the journey of the Build Hers project, which I think, uh, I believe, has just kicked off. So we're pretty excited to, to follow along with that and, and very much encourage other people to, to check it out. And, and hopefully it'll be uh, the first of many to come. Probably fair to say that your path to construction was slightly less conventional than maybe some others take. Some of those people that are receiving awards, are you able to share how they've got uh, started in the industry and, and the path that they've taken? It is probably quite common that there are people who have had a bit of an unusual um, start into the industry, particularly post-COVID. Um, there were obviously a number of women who lost their jobs in, I guess, other industries, so tourism, hospitality, etc. in that time. Uh, and then used that period as uh, as a bit of a chance to explore a different industry. And so there are women who have then joined the construction industry as a result of that. It's always exciting to to get up on stage and share about like a woman who was a hairdresser and who's then decided to um, take up a role in the construction industry and is now 
um, or start off laboring on a roading project and is now the uh, four person on their project. And yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting to kind of share that. Yeah, there are opportunities in the industry for all and that you don't have to take a, a standard path to get there. So hard when you're maybe at a school age uh, trying to think about the career path you want to take. And this is regardless of industry, but certainly in construction, we know there are just so many different roles available. We probably naturally think of the uh, maybe the more physically demanding, which is, you know, on the end of the hammer, literally uh, doing that. And of course, we have many capable, strong uh, wahine that are very, very capable and on, on site deliver. But there's also many more uh, roles in, you know, leadership roles and design, like the area that you're, you're involved in, project management quantity surveying you know all these other aspects of uh construction where there are opportunities for female as well so fantastic for now to be able to showcase some of those opportunities and and those roles that are available to to keep going what would you uh looking forward to next year now what are you hoping for for the you know the journey towards those excellence awards well we're hoping to top the 238 entrance this year we very much yeah want to see more women put their names forward and yeah encourage more well, those women to also nominate other women, etc. So yeah, we'd love to see even more entries. Um, we want to celebrate more of these amazing women in, in our industry. It would be also great to yeah get more people along to the event. Um, we find often that's how people learn about work and learn about the work that we do. Um, it's then also how more people join our community and um, we often find as well that there are people in the audience that are so inspired that they then want to get involved as volunteers within our organisation. So there's benefits all around. Indeed. And Rebecca, what made you want to get involved with Nowick personally? I very much say that I joined Nowick for the site visits and stayed for the people. So um, a core part of what we do at our chapter level. So we've got eight different chapters now throughout New Zealand. Uh, we hold a range of events and that's, I guess, part of how we kind of create community, but also how we educate and inspire our members. I went along to a site visit. It was quite exciting as a main contractor, while well, working as a main contractor, to have a chance to look behind the hoardings of somebody else's site type of thing. Um, but then I very quickly realized, yeah, like there's a phenomenal group of women here and I want to be part of this. So I joined as a member. I was a member for quite a while. Um, and then there was an opportunity to um, join the committee where I was based in Canterbury. Uh, so I put my name forward. And then from then on, I've just, uh, I guess, taken on additional opportunities when they've uh, arisen and as a result have ended up becoming president, um, which is definitely not something I would have foreseen in the beginning. I was quite happy to just be a member attending events, but... Yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to be inspired by the other people within the organisation and to, to want to get more involved and to contribute more. All right, Rebecca, well done. And we know that these uh, organisations take a huge amount of time, effort and energy. And when you're doing it in addition to a full-time job, it's a massive undertaking and uh, organisations like Nowick wouldn't survive without contributions from people like you. So thank you for the contribution you're making to Nowick, but also to the wider industry as well. It's, it really is impressive. Uh, tell us... Some of the uh, other events you mentioned, so site visits, what other things are, are there available to NAWIC members? Yeah, so we have an event coming up actually in a month's time, um, which is called We Belong at Construction. So it's intended to be 
and I don't particularly like this word, um, but it's intended to be a bit more of an informal networking event. I realise that networking um, can have negative connotations, but it's it's more of an opportunity for anyone in the industry to come along and to, to meet, I guess, in an informal capacity, other women or other people really within the industry and to just experience that community and so these events will be held on the same day um, across the country um, and they're being held at uh, placemakers who have um, come to the party to to donate their venue. That event is in its third year uh, this year and has been a popular one. Um, it's just yeah an opportunity to meet other people within the industry and I guess connect with other people who have yeah. maybe similar challenges to yourself but Nice. And if our listeners want to learn more about Nowick, where's the best place for them to find that info? If they go along to our website, so nowick.org.nz, um, there's a lot of info on there about how they can join. But I'd, I'd encourage them particularly to check out our events page. Um, you can then check out your local region um, and see what type of events we have coming up. But it's also worthwhile having a look at uh, the past events as well then you can get a bit of a handle on the type of or the wide variety of events that we hold in our different chapters. Yeah, great. How long does your term as president run for? Is it a set term or is it as long as you're prepared to get it is out? A, it is a set term. Um, and I've actually got uh, just over a month left before I hand over the reins to Colleen, our president-elect. Uh, the president role is uh, it is quite a commitment, though. It's a four-year commitment all up. Um, so you start off wow. as president-elect. Uh, and then move into president or the president role for two years and then immediate past president for a year. So it's a pretty good structure in terms of you're always either supporting someone or you're being supported by someone, which is fantastic, particularly in a voluntary organization where it might not be as, um, I guess, structured as as like a day-to-day workplace, obviously where people are doing work kind of outside of their, their job, et cetera. Um, so it's great to have that additional support and also in my case, to be able to then support Colleen going forward. And as you reflect on your past four years plus of an involvement, but four years at the uh, senior level of the organisation, what are you most proud of? Oh, definitely our awards. Yeah, to see the growth in that um both Stacey um, founder and myself were uh, blown away when we turned up at the venue on the day and we thought like go us this is amazing that we've um, gone in kind of a few short years from quite a small event celebrating only a small number of women in the industry to this big event celebrating a number of amazing women in the industry so yeah definitely the awards and the growth that we've had in that space and our ability to to be able to showcase some of the amazing women in, in our industry. What advice would you give to someone who's maybe pondering a move into construction industry they may already be working and thinking there could be a role for them in construction or they might be that kind of school age looking for a opportunity in construction what advice would you give them I would say just make the leap I guess one of the amazing things about the construction industry is that it isn't necessarily as structured as other industries so there is a huge amount of opportunity in whatever place that you start off within the industry you don't have this defined path that you might have with other roles so you you can start from one spot and then kind of end up into into um, an entirely different role within the industry I would encourage people just to take that first leap and to know that there's so much opportunity and variety in the industry that they'll find something that fits 
for them. Great advice, Rebecca. Thank you for that. And thank you again for the amazing work you are doing at NAWIC. And we hope your one month remaining in president role is a successful one. And I'm sure you'll provide some uh, great support to your president-elect. And thank you for joining us on the Elevate podcast today. Thank you.